0: Hey, you're about to listen to the Nothing Sounds Better podcast. Today's topic involves a lot of frank discussion about unwanted sexual tension and behavior. If you're at all uncomfortable with these topics, please don't listen. Also, today's episode was marred by several disconnected Skype calls. So just keep that in mind. Enjoy the show. And you're listening to the Nothing Sounds Better podcast. I'm joined by Tyler Hannon. Hi. And Kayla Saint Ange.
1: Hi.
0: Great. I didn't. I didn't completely mess that up.
1: It was. It was beautiful. You did a great job.
0: Wonderful. So today uh, <laughs> we're podcasting on the fourth. No better day to celebrate independence than a little talk about uh, sexual assault. Why? <laughs> I, why not? Why not bring that up? Uh, so Warp Tour has. Uh, I guess specifically um, Kevin Lyman and Jake McElfresh of Front Porch Step, who's uh, been performing on Warp Tour and has been accused by several women uh, with various several, documents of uh, proof. I would,
1: I would like to clarify several teenagers, not yes. women. Yes. Okay. Thank you.
0: You're right. Absolutely right. My apologies. Um, yes. Yeah, so he's been accused. Uh, they have proof. Uh, Kevin Lyman of, of Warp Tour, he runs a couple other music festivals as well. It's kind of Given a virtual shrug uh, to all these allegations, and he performed, Jake McElfresh performed complete with security, uh, and it's a disgusting situation. Kayla, you wrote an article called uh, Pop Punk and Feminism with um, a member of the Swellers. Uh, So catch us up. Give me a truncated version uh, that is better than the one that I just gave.
1: (laughs) Okay, so... um... I guess the situation with Jake McElfresh is part of an overarching large problem that the pop punk, punk, whatever you want to call it, uh, Warped Tour scene has been dealing with. I guess the best way to start it is basically six months ago, um, all of this stuff started popping up on Tumblr about him soliciting nudes and sexting underage girls, um, at first his girlfriend at the time, uh, her name is Autumn. She's been posting about this stuff now, but at the time she was kind of still defending him and we'll touch more on that later, I guess. But um, so basically all of these girls came out, said that he was doing this, and uh, I would say that the entire corner of the internet that cares about this scene was lit ablaze. (laughs) Um, It was hugely controversial, obviously, and a lot of people were very angry. A lot of people rushed to his defense and said that there's no way he would do that. Uh, A lot of victim blaming going around, a lot of saying that it was fake, that his phone number couldn't actually be that. And yeah, so he did not address any of this, uh, pretty much went into hiding, um, said that he said he posted on his Twitter that he was aware of the accusations and would be saying something soon. And then nobody heard from him again until April. And in April, he posted this very lengthy, uh, post on his Facebook that was more victim blaming. Uh, he called the teenage girls women. He said that they consented to everything. He tried to bring up laws of consent. Um, he tried to say he wasn't actually dating his girlfriend when this happened. It was just, it was a mess (laughs) to sum it up. And then recently, um... A lot of people had voiced concern that he was supposed to be on the warp Tour, and he had dropped all of his tour dates, but he was still appearing on like the bands in town and stuff like that. And so a lot of people had been tweeting at or emailing Kevin Lyman and asking him. And he dismissed all of these as silly internet rumors. Um, in particular, he said that uh, anyone who was believing that Front Porch Step was still on Warp Tour was going to be wrong. And so we were all pretty confused when he was the surprise guest in Nashville the other day because it was completely unannounced. And I guess he that was the only date that he will be playing, but I think we can all agree that one date is too many.
0: Right, and it seemed like such a technicality, uh, like Kevin Lyman came in after that and it said something to the effect of, well, he wasn't, he wasn't really on tour. He was just you know, making a performance there. We weren't trying to sell tickets there at all, which is, <laughs> like if, if you're gonna have this sort of controversy and then commit yourself to investigating it properly maybe suspend any performances from that artist and be very clear about that it seems like it's been everything but clear
1: yeah okay so what Kevin Lyman is saying now is that his performance in Nashville was Recommend well, not even recommended. He used the term like his counselor demanded or something to that effect that he be allowed to play as part of his therapy. And what I was saying is that that's fine. Like I'm all well and good with people who have done bad things taking accountability for those actions and maybe trying to like not necessarily redeem themselves, but accept that they did something wrong and apologize and try to do their best to be a better person. However, um, Jake McElfresh's therapy has nothing to do with all of us you, like, Kevin Lyman does not get to decide that everybody on Warped Tour is going to be a part of this, like, grand social experiment where we see if we can make a sexual predator a good person again. Like, if Jake McElfresh wants to get therapy, fine. Do it away from me, do it away from our scene, do it away from the teenage girls that are gonna come watch you that, uh, basically it's putting him in front of a pool of brand new victims and even, like, from a therapy standpoint, it doesn't make sense to me to put, like, your patient that you ostensibly care about in a situation that's going to be, like, overwhelmingly negative because everybody there was angry. Um, he had, like, a five security guard detail and had to be carted around everywhere in a go kart Like, at what point is it not worth it, I guess, like, for your festival to have that kind of a controversy and that kind of a strain on its resources?
2: That's what confuses me is what was the... Po- was the- point of it all, unless it was nothing more than just an olive branch to Jake McAlfresh, or maybe like some kind of test to see how people react to see if it's worth having him on future dates or something. I think I don't get it from any perspective, whether it be business or personal.
1: Yeah, honestly, if we're being honest, and this is speculation of course, because I I don't know, but I think it was very much to see what the reaction would be, and if it was good, I think they would have welcomed him back, open arms, because I mean it's it's unclear what exactly role Kevin Lyman has in all of this, but he says in his billboard thing that we stepped in and got him some therapy. So I don't know if he is now paying for this therapy or if he's, uh, has something to do with it. But regardless, I just, I, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't want to be a part of his therapy and you shouldn't make everybody on your tour who does not like this person and does not believe that there's good in this person be a part of his therapy it should be done far away away from potential victims because what it, what it does is it sends this message that like to all, like, and I mean and they're probably not aware of this really but all the teenage girls at Warped Tour are like, you put them at risk and that's unacceptable when you run a giant festival like that, like their safety is your concern, not um, the therapy of a woefully misguided adult male
2: and we should al- and we should also mention that in, pre- in a number of statements, the one he made to Billboard on July 2nd that Kayla just mentioned and another one to alt-press on July 1st, um, it, he's defending why he had him play the show with, as we mentioned, the whole therapy aspect and all that. But he also mentions how there's no proof that anything has been do- anything wrong has been done because there are no... There, there's no restraining orders or anything like that. And that's just... First of all, it's a flimsy excuse, but it's also incorrect because Kayla, his girlfriend, his ex girlfriend, has a restraining order, right? Yeah,
1: she posted pictures of it on Twitter the other day because of because of this whole thing where he says. Uh, he also claims that it's not a real story, but um, it is a real story. The screen caps are all over the internet. His nude photos, which are disgusting, are all over the internet. Um, and, and a
2: forty-five minute phone call. Yes. Is- so
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess. Kevin Lyman probably has not listened to this phone call, or if he has, he's just choosing to blithely ignore it. But uh, the same girl, her name is Autumn Lavis, by the way, and she, I would like to point out, is probably the bravest person alive at this point, like, in this scene, putting all of this stuff out, because I can't, like, I can't even imagine the horrible things that she's going through and the things that people are saying to her. But she posted um, this recording of a phone call she had taken the last time they spoke to each other back in May, and in the phone call, he admits to texting and sexting and soliciting the nudes from the underage girls. And another thing that I would like, like to point out quickly, um, regardless of the age of consent laws, which in the first place are in place to protect teenage couples, like a 19 year old and a 17 year old, they're not there so that a grown man can just have sex with a teenager. The minute she's like legal quote marks. And, um, regardless of any of that, it is illegal to have, uh, Photos of underage girls, even if they consented to you sending them or consented to giving them to you because it's considered child pornography. So, the people that keep trying to say that, oh, it's okay because the age of consent in this state, like it doesn't matter. So, in fact, his whole argument that he never did anything physical doesn't protect him in any way because what he did is not protected <laughs> under the laws.
0: Right, and I want to apologize uh, for saying women earlier. I, I think that is a greater indication of how unfamiliar I am with the story, though I am interested in, in knowing how this has all come about. My so I have no context for Warp Tour. I haven't paid attention to it for years, and you know what really disrupts his claim that this isn't a story is that there are publications that don't pay attention to Warp Tour or that scene at all, are giving this you know an incredible amount of uh, they're spotlighting it a lot mm-hmm. and. It is clear that it's not just people involved in that scene who are interested in seeing how this comes about, and also I feel really sad saying this, but I'm not like especially surprised at saying this sort of story. I remember there was a Vice uh, article it was 2004 yeah it was last year mm-hmm. where it was it was making light of it, but there was a bunch of uh, Tinder profiles of band uh, band members that were on Warp tour, and I. I it just feels like that that tourn specifically since it, it does target generally teenage individuals going to it and it's played by a bunch of adult grown men uh many of which I'm, I'm sure this is not the first time that's happened on Warp Tour no. right like she, you're you're you you're very right that she's very brave to come out about this i just get the sense of you know as i've moved farther and farther away from that scene or particularly like Warp Tour in particular because it is it is sort of disturbing to see those elements uh, so so plain and so clear as day and see nothing done about it.
1: Yeah. And I guess the other, I mean, this isn't the first time that this kind of problem has been brought up. Around, right around this time last year, I believe, um, there was an article about like dealing with the sexual violence that happens on Warped Tour. And this reaction from Kevin Lyman was almost essentially the same. It was uh, just a shrug like. We invite nonprofits out, we do as much as we can, yada yada, etc. But I have to say, um, I don't really get the feeling that Kevin Lyman particularly cares about not even and it's not even just women. Obviously, like this kind of thing could happen to anybody of any gender, but it's kind of focused in that regard. But um he just is sorry, go ahead.
0: Is there any reason this scene needs to support Warp Tour at all anymore? Like is there, could there be like a mass like just max ex- ex- exodus from Warp Tour itself for band? Does you've already seen bands uh stop playing it, essentially in protest? Like does it, does this have to be a thing that can that's continued to be supported?
1: I mean, I I don't think so. I think that at its inception, Warp Tour was a great idea and it was a good thing. And I mean, the scene that has come from it is very much not what the founders probably intended and i mean jake McElfresh is just one person but you have to look at like people like ronnie radke who pretty much has a standing up invitation to be on warp tour with whatever band he's in um bands like attila which while not necessarily sexually violent have like homophobic lyrics and just like really terrible like oh suck my dick like kind of lyrics and just a lot of misogyny and i don't know i i don't think that warp tour necessarily needs to be a thing anymore i think that it is old and overblown and creates a toxic environment and not only even just from like uh like this standpoint but from like a a band standpoint because warp tour ruins summers (laughs) for so many bands because like if you're not on warp tour it sucks because all these other bands are on warp tour and kids are more likely to go to that and if you're on warp tour even like the radius clause surrounding it is kind of ridiculous so it's kind of just like this huge corporate juggernaut that takes so many bands and so much time from these bands and from other bands that it ends up i think it's more detrimental to the scene than anything i think that it would be much better and more helpful to create maybe like a true safe space kind of a tour and i like i know you can't it's hard to do that ever a hundred percent, but I think that at this point, something better could be built.
0: I, I've seen a statement regarding Warp Tour being like a safe place for outcasts. I've seen that on both sides of the argument, both in, in Kevin Lyman or, or, you know, defending the tour. And I've seen people, you know, trying to understand this confusion and uh, this terrible situation uh, and, and wanting some responsibility, you know, I, I, they want results out of this, they want change. Mm-hmm. In that statement, I've seen it often, I just don't understand it anymore. Is Warped Tour, an, like, Warped Tour is for, like, macho, aggressive bands to sing about how they're pissed off at women? That's my, like, that's my view from looking at the lineup this year uh, and seeing how it just hasn't changed at all. Like, how is there any confusion that this festival is not for everyone? It is not progressive in any way. And it is certainly does not seem to be a safe place for... Particularly for underage individuals?
1: Um, I would say, I think honestly, it's just kind of a willful ignorance. And it goes back to like, I again, I believe that at its inception, Warp Tour was a great thing. I think that they did a really, like, originally their plan was to make like a, a space for these outcasts and these punks or whatever. But this is like, it's not even just Warp Tour, it's the overarching um, problem with punk as a whole is that instead of being like a safe space for outcasts or weird people or kids who don't fit in or whatever it's kind of become like the super like jock culture and you can see that in like the lyrics i mean and i guess maybe punk and pop punk have never been like particularly like sparklingly amazing in their feminism or whatever but like when you have bands like front porch staff or like the story so far who have lyrics like do you look yourself straight in the eyes and think about who you let between your thighs or something like that. It's just, I just don't see how you could look. I also don't understand how you could look at that and be like, yeah, this is good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I had a, such a disbelief because I remember being in high school and this is an, an incredible embarrassing revelation of my Mom, mommy part of that. You still listen to Mayday Parade. <laughs> and then I was like, wow, Mayday Parade is still involved in the scene and people are still tolerating that, you know? Like things that were okay to me when I was 15 and uninformed and completely unwilling to be empathetic toward people of other genders and the races like they're still tolerating this uh like all this music it, it seems it seems crazy to me that there hasn't been a cultural revolution for for Warped Tour and that there's not more diversity there and that anyone can still pretend yeah. that, that that's okay yeah I don't know it's from an outsider looking in it was really bizarre to go back like <laughs> it was funny in some cases, like, yeah. Simple Plan still playing. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, what?
1: <laughs> That's how I feel about, like, Ronnie Wreck. R-
0: yes, in general, yeah.
1: like, how he continues to have a band, like, every year that is allowed he, to just
0: He murdered things. someone. Did he not?
1: <laughs> uh, he was an accessory oh, to murder. And I, I would say I would be careful <laughs> discussing him because he's very happy with the lawsuits. So... Mm uh but that one he did spend time in jail for that okay. so i feel like we're safe to say that okay. but um, didn't murder
0: anyone i apologize yeah. clarify for the, <laughs> he did not yeah, murder anyone he only sterling knows. reputation
1: <laughs> so great but yeah
0: um it's front porch step a big deal like is front porch step like a band that you can you can make your you can die on that hill you know making that battle for see
1: okay Here's the thing. I honestly had never heard of Front Porch Step until it was like until I started hearing about what a disgusting person he was. But apparently, okay, <laughs> uh, I'm
2: pretty I'm just, sure we got emails about him. I'm actually. apparently
1: just out of touch, and he apparently is a big deal. Uh, one of my friends, who I'm not going to name, um, mentioned to me briefly offhand that Front Porch Step was such a cash cow for Warp Tour last year that they had intended on putting him on a large stage this year, and like. <sighs> He's, pretty, he's a pretty big moneymaker for Piranoi's Records, which is a whole other, uh, I guess, flaming wreckage would be a good way to describe that situation. But, uh, yeah. So, I guess he's a big deal. I, personally, I don't see how one person is worth this horrible negative press that they're getting right now. But Kevin Lyman appears to think that he's the mastermind and the great businessman. So...
2: I was checking to see if we had gotten any PR emails about front porch stuff. We haven't, but I, for, I I've had I have a number of a number of friends who are young girls who are big fans of his. So it seems like his fan base might actually feed into that whole thing, which yeah. is very unfortunate.
1: Which is another thing that I would like to bring up because so many um, a lot of the a lot of where this has been coming from has been Absolute Punk because. Um, Jason has been making a huge effort to, like, talk about this stuff and bring it to light, which I very much appreciate. And, um, the comment that I keep seeing over and over again is, like, oh, and there's still girls defending him and stuff like that. And I just, I guess to say this out loud so that people will maybe hear it and absorb it, um, the teenage girls that are defending him are as much a part of the cycle of abuse as all of the other girls that have been his victims. The power dynamic between, like, I guess, I don't want to use the word rock star, but I guess for simplicity's sake, that's what we'll say. Between a rock star and a fan is
2: That's also so, how they see him as a rock star. Yeah,
1: well, it's just, like, so monumentally unbalanced. Like, he has all the power. And so, of course, if he says they consented and it was fine and I just don't understand why everybody hates me now, of course his fans who love him are going to flock to him and be like, oh, it's okay, like, we believe you, we defend you, and stuff like that. Because they don't know. They are just as much deserving of sympathy and they need to be educated and not just shouted down as like dumb teenage girls because that's what drives teenage girls I think in this scene and like I understand like as a person who grew up in this scene like that kind of attitude where like oh you're just a dumb teenage girl and you don't really care about anything and like you're just here because you think they're hot or whatever like it very much drives you down the path of like becoming a fan of the kind of bands that will take advantage of that like they're I, I don't think that we should be angry about their sheer dedication because that is a trait that should be lauded. And, and teenage girls especially is normally dismissed or insulted or whatever. But at the same time, we have to educate them and be like, use that, but maybe towards somebody more deserving and somebody who's not like gonna hurt you and like misuse your trust.
2: Does this Does this correlate to like the Chris Brown and the fans of Chris Brown? that you know that kind of similar dynamic where there are people defending him and we're kind of confused as to how like is that like a tangent that makes sense i would
1: say so i mean the thing with abusive people is that they all kind of have the same personality abusive people especially emotionally manipulative abusive people are very good at making you think that they're not like if they are hurting you that they don't mean to do it and they're very good at isolating you and making you feel like you're the problem and that you should feel bad for making them feel bad about what they're doing to you So, it makes sense, and to have that power and to amplify that power over thousands, and in Chris Brown's case, millions of people, like, is horrible, and it's, again, it's just kind of a, a thing that we should be educating people on rather than just, like, shouting them down and dismissing them as stupid.
0: Or, or at least give them the tools to think critically about the people who are they, who they are you know dedicated to. Like yeah. be willing to think beyond, oh, they like music, I like them, they must be a good person. Like the halo effect that you attribute to the s- celebrities you care about, it, it's, it's baffling and at one point you have to teach someone like, you know, you can like what someone produces and they be a terrible person. You just never know about that. You have to, especially people who are young attending tours like that. It should be a conversation that you have with someone before they go on to that and like get to meet all these bands because, yeah again, they don't know any better.
1: Exactly. And I mean, and I can definitely relate to that because like I used to like a lot of terrible, awful bands. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I listened to Escape the Fate when I was much younger, much, 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 much younger. It's terrible. Unfortunately, same. Yes. Yeah, (laughs) right. And, And I don't know when that point came where I looked at that and went, these are not this is not imagery i'm happy with like this is this is terrible this makes me feel bad inside you know even if i didn't have the proper terms to attribute oh okay you know misogynistic (laughs) music videos it was just something clicked and then you learn like oh i want to seek out musicians that don't make me feel (laughs) like i'm you know it's terrible yeah it's it's hard to educate people on yeah the terrible thing is like it took
2: like, with Escape the Fate and bands like that, it took, like, people going to jail and then them just making music that I didn't like. Like, I, I, like <laughs> this isn't fun. Like, that's what it took for me to realize at the time. Like, oh, they're, you know, this might not be great. And then, like, over time, as I became more red and such, I realized how it was bad for many other reasons besides the fact that it's just aesthetically terrible music. Right, yeah. But it's just kind of sad that that's not sad. It's um indicative kind of that that is what it took for like even for me to kind of realize these things well and a lot of people
1: that's like if you okay so and that's another similar issue like if you look at for instance um when with the whole Noise record situation and the band no good news when harry corrigan was accused of the sexual assault um everybody came to his defense because they're his friends everybody knows him uh jake brown said in his initial email to people who were emailing him concerned about it that quote all your favorite bands know harry which is kind of like terrifying like it's and very... that's the head
2: of pure noise yeah he owns
1: pure noise and I, I mean that's kind of a terrifying thing to think about it's like hey your concern doesn't matter because everybody knows him and they're all gonna vouch for him but if you look at for instance ronnie radke being accused of sexual assault everybody is like fuck ronnie radke i knew he was he's a terrible person i hate him his music's bad so like You have to be willing to apply that same critical like just because you don't like a band or you don't like them as a person like that's great and like it's fine and you can be critical of that person but you also have to be critical of bands that you like and bands that you are friends with and stuff like that we had um a band from michigan they're called fireworks and they're one of they've been one of my favorite bands for years but they've spoke out uh congratulating uh no good news on signing and they uh, Allegedly according to some of the people that I know that live in Long Island had Harry Corrigan like as their guest at their show So on their farewell tour I didn't go see them like even though they're my favorite band because I took a pledge to boycott pure noise records and any bands that were um, Associating with that like uncritically and so I guess I just wish that everyone would kind of maybe do something similar and just like examine the bands that they like and the actions that they take and even if you really like them, sometimes you have to let go of that, because the moral high ground is a better place to be, I guess.
0: <laughs> I, I was speaking to someone about pop punk in general, uh, and again, I moved away from the scene years and years ago, but they were going, well, you know, it's it's filled with all these like sad white boys who want to talk shit about the you know the the women or girls they've been involved with, <laughs> and it's just it's so. It's so childish and mature, of course situations like this would happen. And my fear is painting with a broad brush like that is no different than Fox News, you know, pointing its finger at hip hop and you know in doing that. like there there are positive examples within this scene. You're more involved in than, than I am. Like where can people go to to stay abreast of the bands that are you know willing to take a stand against this sort of behavior and lean toward more feminist uh, progressive values?
1: I mean, there are definitely a lot of bands out there, like maybe that don't necessarily associate with the term pop punk, but have that same kind of like sound. Like I guess my my main uh my main band that I would say is like the feminist hardcore awesomeness, I guess it would be Reviver. Um, they're from Olympia, Washington, and they kinda have like this like um like back and forth vocal style and it's, it's very similar to pop punk and they preach about like gender issues and um like sexuality and feminism and stuff like that and it's just they're really good to listen to um as far as i guess more bands that are more popular that have taken a stand against this um uh the wonder years for instance uh dan campbell refused to play the stage the acoustic stage at warp tour the day that front porch step played Um, I kind of have my issues with them regarding the whole pure noise situation, but it's good that they're starting to speak out at least a little bit. I think that the, the reason that they couldn't really before had to do with legal issues since their tour manager was involved in it, but, um, trying to think, (laughs) not so much. Um, I guess a great example of like a band that was in this scene that is huge now and has a platform that they use for good would be Paramore. For instance, um, Haley Williams has often talked about Warped Tour being a positive experience for her, but in the past couple of days, has been tweeting her displeasure about the way that things are happening and the way that things are being run. Um, I don't know. Can you think of any? I mean, well, I know pop punk's not really your thing either.
2: No, I'm kind no, of doing and a terrible dive. <laughs> and I mean, you could find the best way to find a lot of bands that are into that is kind of to find the places on the internet, or even if you're in a bigger city the places in that city where you'll find people who have the same values mm-hmm. and finding those people is often the best way to find people who find those who actually have um platforms to speak from that are will reflect those values like there are certain blogs that we like that we support mm-hmm. that we like we love their ideals and then they support bands whose ideals we also love i'd post something from Like things I find on the Lesai, for example, all the time because those are wonderful people. Um, but yeah, like just we should, uh, we could put together a list of just, like, all the places that are good to go. And that's the thing. It's kind of hard to find those places.
1: Well, and it's hard, again, because, like you said, you can't just paint with a broad brush and say that everything in pop punk is terrible. Because, like, even right. if you look at Absolute Punk, like, you have staff members like Jake Denning who will keep posting about the Pure Noise bands and, like, praise the story so far and stuff like that. Even while the rest of the staff is embroiled in this, like, I, I, I guess you could I guess you could call it a battle to try and, like, force some sort of social change into the scene. So like I guess the best thing is to look for bands that go out of their way to play like safe spaces, bands that go out of their way to bring other bands with like women or non-binary people or people of color or any of that stuff. Just like look for that kind of behavior and just like look at their Twitters and I don't know, that's the best way. I think that's honestly one of the best ways that we have to engage with people and to see like what they think about, what they talk about and like how their values are represented on the internet. I mean, obviously, that's not um, a barometer of, like, how truthful they are, but for the most part, I would say that's a good way to look.
2: It seems like there's really no easy way to do it. You kind of have to put the work in and have to find the people yourself.
1: Yeah, as someone who's been a part of this scene for a very long time, it's definitely a lot of trial and error and looking and searching for bands that make you feel, like, good and safe. Because even, like, even bands that I've loved more than anything have... Turned out to be disappointing and maybe not the best people in the end.
0: And how crushing is that? Like, if, like t- <laughs>
1: the... <laughs> I, as I can say, pr- my favorite band—I I don't really want to name them because they might listen to this but, um, <laughs> has uh, over the past couple of years, I have become very aware of uh, the actions of a particular member, and I honestly don't know how to describe that feeling. It was something akin to being crushed under uh, a ton of broken glass maybe because like this was like my whole life like I dedicated my life to this and just to find out that in the end they were the same as everybody else was so horrible and I felt betrayed I felt that I would wasted hundreds of dollars and like hundreds of hours of my time like driving to see them and going and picking up my friends to go see them and that kind of thing it's just. I hopefully a band that I love will never disappoint me so much ever again because it was the worst feeling.
0: <laughs> so the podcast is running a little long but I want to have just one topic before we go. So work tour like do we, call, do we just call a moratorium on it? Do we think that there's no coming back? There's no there's no way Warp war can achieve its golden era of, you know, being a safe place for people who just like music that doesn't belong anywhere else. Like, is there any way we're going to get back from the, the corporate synergy and, like, harmful behaviors that we've seen on display here?
1: Not with Kevin Lyman in charge. Um, he has shown just such a willful bullheadedness and lack of social awareness and... He doesn't really seem to understand the internet. He doesn't seem to understand the younger generation at all. I think that if he were to step down and someone else were to take over, it's possible. But again, a lot of people are saying that we can't boycott Warped Tour and we can't get rid of Warped Tour because it's like the bastion of our scene or whatever. And honestly, fuck that.
0: Isn't the internet kind of the bastion of everything now? (laughs) But the very ethos of punk is that it can form anywhere, right? It doesn't need a structure.
1: Yeah. And I don't, I don't, like I mean, I've loved going to Warped Tour over the years, but I don't care if it's not the kind of place that is safe and good for people to be at. Fuck it, burn it down, build something new.
0: That's, great, that's, we have the title of our that's podcast all now. To it, <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, thank you, Kayla. I will. I will link to your article. I will link to um. I'll link to a few other things where I always find information about this. Thank you for joining us. Thank uh, you for having me. <laughs> back next week we'll talk about apple music some are you interested in chatting about Uh, apple's new streaming service
1: sure why not (laughs) let's do it
0: thank you for joining me guys uh i will have this up um and we will be back next week
2: yay thanks kyle